how it has then threaded right through my life and impacted what I do and what I don't do. Um, and being able to come to terms with that. And that's, you know, what is that? It's a self-limiting belief, right? As coaches, we are taught about what is those self-limiting beliefs and how do they serve you or how do they no longer serve you? Um, being able to address those, understand what the emotions are wrapped up in that. Welcome to the Emotional Coach Podcast with me, Andrea Splendori. In this series, we'll explore the world of coaching and its people to understand it better, share stories, and help us grow through conversations. We'll hear from authors, coaches, clients, students, education, and regulatory bodies, and a lot more. If you are in this space or would like to talk to me about it, please get in touch at hello at andreasplendori.com. This first episode is uh, part one of two of my conversation with Wendy Chin, owner of Pinnacle HR. Wendy has been coaching for years and recently has completed a master in emotional intelligence with Daniel Goldman. Please subscribe, share and review. It's much appreciated. You can also check out my other podcast, Social Fabric, on all platforms. Okay. <laughs> all right. Here we go. Haven't been on a podcast before. I said that to Dylan. He said, you're on a podcast? I said, I think so. <laughs> It'll be fabulous. It'll be fabulous. I'm here with Wendy Chin of Pinnacle HR. And before before we, we say anything, just to, to clarify, I've known Wendy for a long time, but we never actually spoke about business. We, we, we know each other socially. Our kids were in school together, but that's about it. So from now on, I'm going to pass it on to, to Wendy. Wendy, tell us who you are, where you come from, and what do you do? Thanks, Andrea. Uh, so yes, to preface this, uh, Andrea and I have known each other for a long time, um, but this has actually been the first opportunity that he and I have been able to collaborate with each other um, and to utilize and, and bring both of our skills, hopefully for you, the audience that uh, will find of interest. Um, so my name is Wendy Chin. Um, I'm originally from California. Um, I'm the mum of four. Um, and that's actually how Andrea and I met uh, a couple of our, well, three of our kids were in school together. Um, and what I do is I set up a number of years ago, I set up a boutique HR and talent consultancy to help really help Irish organizations to, to grow. I mean, and that was even when I, when I decided to call, what would I call our, my, my company name is Pinnacle HR. And, and that really meant to me is how do we build the, the people foundations from, from each individual? Um, and collectively, what does that mean? And how does that create something more? Um, so over the years, uh, my, my, I started in, in the HR world and recruitment, um, and that's, that's been a core pillar for me, uh, grown and broadened into more of a general background, um, and leadership development. And actually executive coaching became a natural additional tool in my toolkit. Um, very recently, and I suppose interestingly, when we talk about coaching, um, I've been coaching internally for my, my corporate, uh, within my corporate world for a long time. Um, but then very recently I moved out into the, um, in the, into the independent world when I set up my own company and started running my own coaching business. Um, and I found that through my clients, they just kept getting stuck. Um, and a lot of the, the reasons that they were stuck, um, was, was really actually quite hidden. Um, and as a coach, 
it takes a lot to I sort of get that uh, to get to that level if your client doesn't want to go there. Uh, and that's kind of one of the things we learn as as being coaches. Um, so where that I suppose connects with emotional intelligence is that I was really trying to find a way to help my clients and understand and really put all of those pieces together. Um, and emotional intelligence really was the answer. Uh, so what happened, uh, gosh, 18 months ago, um, I decided to train under Daniel Goleman and uh, the Goleman EI team in terms of their way of um, what is emotional intelligence and how do you actually build individuals, teams, companies, competencies in, in that skill. Um, and that's what I've been doing uh, over the last while. And it has been really, really very rewarding to see my clients kind of go through that journey. And just before you, we talk about the emotional intelligence and the Daniel Goldman uh, training you did, before that you did, uh, you trained in executive coaching in Kingstown College, am I correct? Mm-hmm. Yes, yes. That's and where I suppose I, I, I started the, uh, the professional uh, side of it. So yes, I started with Kingston College, uh, gosh, a number of years ago. They were really super in terms of giving me that, um, that toolkit. Uh, as I said, I'd always, um, I always was an internal coach as part of my HR role for my internal clients. And it was really nice. Actually, my very first practicum client after graduating from Kingston. Um, with the CEO and he, and he knew I was, I had just started on this professional journey. And he said, you know, Wendy, you, you've been coaching for a very long time. Actually, what Kingston College has been able to give you is a toolkit to really pull that together. Very good. So then, um, why, why Daniel Goldman and why emotional intelligence? What, what, before we talk about what is emotional intelligence, tell me about that experience of studying under Daniel Goldman and that particular mm-hmm. course. Because I know there's there's different definitions of the, uh, emotional intelligence. There's different authors have written mm-hmm. different books, but he's pretty much mm-hmm. seems yeah. to have uh, catalyzed the, the 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 world of emotional intelligence. Seems to be yeah. the catalyst of it. So tell me yeah. that experience. Why you decided to go with him, and what what was it like? Yeah, so I think there's a couple of things. You're absolutely right. There are a number of people um, who who talk about emotional intelligence. There's 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 egos of them, and, and in fact, actually, if we just go back a few years, actually, at least 25 some odd, 25 plus years, um, emotional intelligence isn't new. Uh, it may feel a little bit more um, new now, um, but actually, it goes back. It goes back to what, gosh, well into the 90s. Um, and Malavoy, um, there was, there was a number of, of researchers who pulled it together. Um, and Daniel Goldman was, was, was one of them, uh, who actually helped. And I, I suppose I call him the voice of emotional intelligence. You know, he is a researcher. He's a psychologist. So all of the, all of the work with emotional intelligence is all evidence-based. And that's what I really liked about it. It was an opportunity to really hang your hat on science. Um, it was an opportunity to um, learn and, and grow. And I suppose what emotional competency is, it's, it's, a, it's a set of competencies. It's a set of um, skills 
that you don't learn in school. Um, and as coaches, I suppose what I found is even coaching in emotional intelligence, you can only go so far. So the Daniel Goleman model is what they do is, and this is with Daniel Goleman and the Goleman AI team, they have a three-step model. So they, it's learned, so you learn what the competencies are, you, you get to apply them, and then you would get to reflect and journal about them. And so what it does is it just helps really, at a very basic level, it really helps you create and develop or break new habits or old habits that just aren't, um, aren't working for you any longer. Or I kind of use the analogy that, um, sometimes I think that our, our brains have us in this little gel, you know, in a cell. Um, and, I, as, as individuals, we are the only ones who have the key to unlock that jail. No one else. We're in that jail all by ourselves. And what does that mean? That means that your, your thoughts and your mindsets, um, they, they restrict you. They absolutely restrict you, um, on a number of fronts. And what that emotional intelligence is, is it just helps you understand at a very core level um what what may be blocking you what's triggering you um what are your thoughts and what are the emotions around that that's actually either keeping you in that jail <laughs> or allowing you because you're the one that has the key to open up the door and say you know what i i'm i need to get out <laughs> so dan so you going back to your question why did i choose dan Roman? because he's really at the forefront He's got a, um, a process and a way in terms of really changing habits um, or creating new ones. Um, and that's really fundamental. So we as coaches can coach all we like. Um, but actually, if our clients choose not to really change their habits or change their behaviors or decide that, you know, uh, that conversation with Andrea as a coach um, I'm really going to do something about that. It's up to them whether they decide to do it or not. So with the emotional intelligence, what it does is it there's really four kind of domains. You've got your self-awareness in terms of, so what's really going on here? Why am I being triggered by whatever it is? Um, and what are my thoughts that are around that and the emotions around that? Um, and then it takes you into, well, how do I manage that? So how do I manage those emotions? How do I manage those thoughts? Um, very much then into the organizational awareness. So what do I do? So what do others need for me to, to be successful? And then it's finally around, well, how do I build my relationships around that or not? So they're, they're very four distinct um, ways that you take someone through that journey. And am I correct in saying that by obviously you went in with a view to um, to improve your skills as a coach and, and in mm. the HR world? But am I correct in saying that um, the the changes to you personally are quite mm. significant as well? Mm. Yeah. So I have lots of friends. You're one of them who has wanted to go into become a coach. And my 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 advice, I always and you're you're one of many. Um, I think if you, when you go in as it, when you become a coach, the first thing you actually need to really do is, um, open yourself to being vulnerable, open yourself up to 
you know, I always say the more you put into it, the more you'll get out of it. And what that really means is that if you are really open to opening Pandora's box into the you know, secrets or thoughts that you've had deep, 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 deep back. And I'm not, you know, coaching is not psych- uh, psychiatry whatsoever. And there's a clear distinction. You know, we're not here to help people get on a table and, 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 and go way back when. That's, that's not a coach's responsibility or, or ethically, you know, if, if that's not, that's not what we do. Um, but from a personal transformation perspective, and I think it's, it's funny because if you go back to my Kingston days, um, that came at a really wonderful time in my life in terms of as I was setting up my own business and trying to figure out the business model and just figuring out how am I going to make money and all of that. And that was great. Um, and it really helped me launch into um, running my own consultancy. But it was interesting when I moved to do the emotional intelligence journey with Daniel Goleman, and I was really ready for that further, deeper exploration. I have been overwhelmed at my own personal transformation in the last 18 months. Um, and what I find now is there are thoughts that come into my mind that would have, and if, if my husband here were here, he would laugh at this, but there are specific moments in my, in my, I suppose my childhood, my teenage years, all the way into college around maybe comments that um, boy, old boyfriends would have said that really sat with me. Um, and as I look back now, as I'm, you know, been married for 20 plus years, um, those thoughts would have really grown roots um, and roots that really just, those, that's just living along the surface. Um, and it's, and it's funny, I suppose now as I'm really open to that, that emotional intelligence and understanding where those, those one thought, that one thought that just landed and rooted itself, um, how they just really, I suppose in one sense, um, have defined or indicated what I do or what I don't do. Um, and so being open to what those thoughts were and how they impacted me. Um, and that's kind of that self-awareness piece. So when you really go deep and understand what did those, those, that, that one thought that that old boyfriend said to me when I was 16, um, how it has then threaded right through my life and impacted what I do and what I don't do. Um, and being able to come to terms with that. And that's, you know, what is that? It's a self-limiting belief. Right. As coaches, we are taught about what is those self-limiting beliefs and how do they serve you or how do they no longer serve you? Um, being able to address those, understand what the emotions are wrapped up in that. Um, and then letting them go. They no longer serve you. So one of the funny things that I discovered about myself over this journey is I always thought, um, that I was super wrong. <laughs> uh, I'd love to have her body, but uh, that's a totally separate thing. Um, I always thought in order to be successful, I had to be super woman, right? There was this conception or misconception. You know, I was a working mom. I was career-minded. I was achievement-oriented. And how do you do both? So I put on a badge and I branded myself as superwoman. Um, and what did that mean to me? That meant that I could have a high-flying career, 
I could have four children. I could have a wonderful marriage and everything was wonderful. Um, but actually really what I learned over the last 18 months was that, that thought, that belief that was, um, so wrong. <laughs> While I would aspire to be superwoman, it just was a belief that just didn't, didn't work for me anymore. I, in fact, actually I was a terrible superwoman because what it meant is that I had to make trade-offs, um, for my family life, um, for my, my professional life. And I just, um, couldn't do it and so that was one of them and you know as I think back over even the last 18 months of all the times that I suppressed those those that gut feel right and that's that's part of the emotional intelligence is how are you tuning in to what is your body telling you um I can't I can tell you in severe moments of when I suppressed those thoughts or those feelings um and how they just came back to bite me, <laughs> whether it be years later, months later. Um, and it's kind of, I use that analogy of it's a cul-de-sac. I've been here before. <laughs> you know, the more you suppress those feelings, the more you just don't deal with it. And I'm going to live in my head and just not worry about my feelings. Um, that just doesn't work. It just doesn't help. That's really interesting. And I have a question on that in a minute. But uh, I was watching a few things with, uh, with Daniel Goldman. And one thing that struck with me is this idea that you can nurture emotional intelligence. And a bit yeah. like, we, you know, we all start with a certain brain. You study English, you study whatever it is, and you learn more and more. Mm -hmm. And that's your IQ grows up, goes up as you learn. How do we nurture emotional intelligence? How do we learn to be more emotional? Yeah. Yeah, so I suppose with using the Daniel Goleman and the Goleman AI model, it's that learn, apply, reflect. So um, first, you've got to learn what you've got to learn what the competencies are um, that you really may need to develop, right? So is it in self awareness? Is it in um, and the, you know is it in emotional control? Is it in positive outlook? Um, or is it in empathy? You know, there are, there are 12 competencies that underpin, um, Daniel Goleman's and Richard Boyatz's model. That's their, that's their evidence-based model that we're trained to, um, to help coach and to lead and to, to develop on. So how do you do it? You first need to identify what are the, what's the area that you need to learn. Mm -hmm. Um, and then what you need to do is, and, and this is what I think that is the great thing is so he's right. You know, and even from my own experience, I, you can't just learn this overnight. This isn't, you know, lots of my friends have said, oh, yeah, well, I've taken those emotional intelligence courses and I'm super now. Well, really, you know, that's like I've just watched that latest Suits program on Netflix and, you know, I'm a super uh, agent on being a, a lawyer. You know, that's that just isn't cut it. Um so how do you learn it? You've really got to acknowledge first what are the areas that you need to develop, um, and then you've got to develop ways um, to to learn that competency, to apply it. Um, and there's that you know if you go back to that model, the learn, apply, reflect, the model that the Goleman AI um, team and Daniel Goleman use is actually through journaling. Um, and what they 
what they firmly and and again if i take it from my own experience when you're journaling you're just talking to yourself and the transformation that you can have through journaling and through the program is is much deeper because you're only talking to yourself um and you're writing to yourself or you're doodling to yourself you know and in one sense you you take off that ego hat or you take off that judgment hat that I'm not judging myself any longer. You know, Andrea's not judging me or my husband's not judging my, my mom or my boss. So that judgment piece that, um, we, you can kind of just put to the side and you're just talking to yourself. Um, and you're really being honest with yourself because really you're the only one who knows. Are you masking it? Um, are you being truly um, honest in terms of um, what you need to, to do? Now, obviously, and, and one of the tools that they've developed in association with um, Corn Ferry is an emotional and social competency index. So what is it? That's a, that's a 360 or 360 feedback tool. Um, so that's one of those. So that's where you're getting... Um, and that's really interesting if you've ever done a 360. Um, but you're get, so this particular 360 is around the emotional intelligence framework. So on the, 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 the domains of self-awareness, self-management, organizational awareness and relationship management and each of those 12 competencies. So you assess yourself on what competencies and how you think you're doing. And you also have your peers do it and you have the manager do it or I had my husband do it and my mom and I also had my peers um, and I had my customers do it actually for me. So what was really interesting is that one tool then gives you a baseline of, well, this is how I believe I feel I am or I think I am. Um, and this is how others see me. So with, what does it do is it really very much helps you um, develop your self-awareness, your self-perception. And how does that compare to your reputation, how others see you? Uh, mm. So that's one tool. The Goldman AI um, team have also developed other tools to help support that. One of them that was really interesting and that really blew my mind was their, their PSI, which is called a Personal Sustainability Index. Again, evidence-based, but it's, it's how do you balance um, your own personal stress uh, in terms of what are the things that uh, cause you stress and what are the things that almost in one sense, the way I, I describe it, how they refuel you. So I, through the program and through my own learning, I noticed that actually I'm at my worst when I haven't slept, when I'm really stressed, uh, you know, the list goes on. And so what I notice about myself is that I can't think clearly. Um, I blame my husband or I blame my children. They're the very first people there, particularly in lockdown. They're the first people that I just alert out to. That's because I'm not able to manage myself and manage my own emotions or thoughts. Um, and I haven't spent the time to figure out what's really the problem. Um, so I learned very quickly uh, when I did that assessment that, gosh, I was so out of touch. <laughs> I w it was one of the main drivers um even around if i don't get a chance to go for a walk in the morning or i don't have a chance to i know you're a big sea swimmer um if you don't have that chance to recenter yourself game over um you just don't have the personal 
um, energy. Uh, and they have another, they have another tool around what's your motivational drivers and behavioral preferences. But those tools really help give you, um, and draw a picture for you around what, what are the areas? What's happening here? Um, and it depends whether you want to look at them or not, because it's funny, even when I was going through the program, they said, well, what question are you trying to answer? So in, in preparation for, uh, speaking to you, I took out my old, my old emotional social competency index, uh, that I did, you know, 18 months ago or so. And it was really interesting. One of the things that I learned about myself when I looked at it again, and again, I haven't looked at it in months, was my view of my perception of myself was so much lower than how my client saw me, how my peers saw me. Um, and what does that say to me? That, what that says to me is that I, I project a, a very different image versus how I actually really feel about myself. Um, and that was one of the key, um, I suppose areas that I've been working on is, well, how do I step into those shoes? Because my clients see me in a very positive light, but for whatever reason that's holding me back, I don't see myself in the same light, whether I'm still superwoman or I don't know, you know, it's, mm. there are just areas that I noticed I was, um, and again, that was, that was 18 months ago. I think it would be time to kind of do it again. Join me next week for part two of my conversation with Wendy Chin of Pinnacle HR.